denote All right. I'd love to just share some thoughts on the on how to develop the anointing because as 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 I'm saying as far as I'm concerned you know, there are a lot of prophets around and they're very accurate and and I'm not dis- in no way am I ever going to despise prophecy. But what we need is the anointing and the impartation that goes with because because it's 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 the spirit of God that changes us. Who can hear me? It's not it's not mental. Ability. We're not talking about academic ability. I have no. I mean, we've seen what science can do, medical science. We, but there's a whole lot of things medical science can't. Medical science can't do. There's a whole lot of things that the academic mind can't do, and that's why the scripture says in Ephesians, be. Rest- be renewed in the spirit of your mind. See, until until the supernatural becomes natural, we need to have our minds renewed. Who heard that one? So until such time as the supernatural becomes natural to you, you need to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And as, as and to me, one of the another very important issue for me is. Prophetic people see what's to be, not what is. I said, prophetic people see what is to be, not what is. And I can remember it being, uh, you know, right now we have this drought thing going on in our country. And uh, I was out in, in the mid uh, New South Wales quite a few years ago, and I was talking to a bunch of farmers. And I said to this farmer, you need to prophesy the former and the latter rain over your land. I had, had no idea that he was in seven years of drought. What I loved about this farmer, just, just a farmer, just, just an ordinary little old farmer. He, so what he did, he, he, him and his wife got in their truck and they drove around their, their uh, land. Now, I can't remember whether it was, we just talked about this recently. Judy has a you, you, you want to have a look at this? This is quite phenomenal, really. Um, I can't remember there was three months or three weeks that he drove around his land and he prophesied the rain, the form of the latter rain. Guess what happened? He got the rain. See, he just, he's, what I love about the guy, he, didn't, he just didn't hear me. He actually was obedient. And he... And he, he, he could see what was to be, not what was. Who can hear me? And to me, if I lived with what was, have you got down there? Two months. Two months. Yeah. So uh, I'd love to actually, we might try and get that up on the screen tomorrow. You can have a look at it. Yeah. But the thing, what I love about that guy, he's just a farm boy that took the word of God seriously and, and, and took the word as his foundation, said, this is what's meant to be, not what is. Now, guess what? He was the only one in the area that got the rain. And he actually won the, he won the award for the best um, lucerne because he was the only one who had any. So, wonderful. So, it was really quite beautiful, and uh, we've become good friends ever since. So, we're to see things as that. And I thank God that that's what I did as a young 19-year-old boy. I could see where I was, not where I wanted to, where I needed to be. So I, I confessed and spoke out what I wanted to be. As I said, I shut down my emotions and just spoke what God said. Guess what? My emotions caught up with what I was thinking. Hello? Who heard me? My emotions changed to what I was saying. Today I can sense the presence of God. I can see the presence of God. I can, and so to me, I, I I feel very privileged to be here because I've I've in the few moments that we've had together, I've seen the presence of God come in over your lives, even this morning. And I and I, I believe it's not going to change. It's going to get bigger. So come on, let's let's just keep pursuing this. But that's why I want to talk about how to how to develop the anointing. And to me, if you're serious, uh, you'll go home and develop it. If, if you want things to be different, let's, let's have a look at what God says about developing the anointing. 
first of all, <coughs> developing anointing means it means uh, developing a consciousness of the atmosphere that's around you. You know, some people could run in the back of a bus and still wouldn't know they've been hit by it. Because just just shut down on the inside. You know, Jesus knew that virtue had gone out of him, knew that power had gone out of him. He knew that power had gone out of him. Mark 5.29, if you want to check that out. So we, we, we become aware of the atmosphere. So, so I, come, I always come with notes. But I'm going to be determined by the atmosphere as to what I say and what I don't say. I'll walk here. I have not preached. I preached very little of what, what I came with. I came with a, with, I sent over the note to my, to my manual. I haven't done any of it because I didn't feel that's where I could start. So I'm aware of the atmosphere. I'm moving into this session now because I feel that you know now when I talk about the anointing, I'm talking about an atmosphere and you've felt the shift for some of you today. Am I right? So let's just understand. So 1 John 2.20, the New King James Version says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Bunch of know-alls. The anointing knows all things. The anointing knows all things. Where's the anointing? We carry it. So if you want to know what's going on, get in, become familiar with the anointing of God on you. So sometimes I don't know, but the anointing knows. Many times the anointing has taken my tongue. And, and I've spoken things I had no idea about, even in the prophesying today. I have got no idea about about people, but and I can think of several th several times you know, where 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 the, the spirit of God just takes me over because I'm aware of the anointing. Half past eight in the morning, just not that long ago, I went to my computer to, to do some study, and the spirit of God says, "Ring ring Sarah and tell her she's having a baby." I don't know why I get these jobs about babies, but I'm a grandpa. I love them. So I can give them back. But uh, Sarah, I thought, Sarah, I know Sarah. She's got a 15-year-old son. What on earth would she be wanting to have your baby for with a 15-year-old son? But I knew the unction. So I phoned Sarah, and what did she do? She started to cry. She said, I've been trying to have a baby for 15 years. And so she, a few months go by, I remember it was my birthday. She didn't know it was my birthday. She phoned me to say, I've just come from the doctor and I'm pregnant. I mean, how wonderful. But you've got to know the anointing. You've got to be aware of the unction. You become aware. You start building sensitivity to the atmosphere around you. I was going to work. I was going this way, but my spirit was engaged to pick up something else. My soul was directed this way, but my spirit heard something. It got interrupted. Who's with me? We become sensitive. And, and you do that by waiting. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You wait on God. You, 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 you entwine yourself around the Spirit of God. You become so aware of the Spirit more than you are of anything else. It's the Spirit of God that guides us. Take time out to build relationship with the Holy Spirit. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. Just don't think about Him. How, how, what sort of friend do you, is it that just hangs around when you don't want to talk to Him? Come on. Friends are for having, for, it's for talking to and sharing with. I don't hear that talk, talk out of people. I don't hear people talking about the Holy Spirit. That makes me think. Well, I'm not sure they know. They know the person of the Spirit. All right. So we 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 sensitize ourselves to the Spirit. All right. We we become aware that God has given us an unction on the inside. And sometimes, you know, there's, there's in the early years, there was times where I had an unction, and oh, oh, that was fun. But I didn't realize that God wanted me to learn that. 
to live out of that. So I'd wait every now and God, every now and again, people have a moment. They have a moment with God in those, in, but they don't have a life in it. God gives them moments where we get it right, so we can learn that that's where God wants us to live. They're not moments; they're a life. Learn to develop relationships so you have a life of, of your unction being engaged. You live spiritually alert and aware. I've seen me walk up to someone on the street with a, with a, with a word of encouragement for them. They don't know me, but I've followed the unction. And when you spend time with the Holy Spirit, you're bold. If you're not bold, it's because you haven't, had enough, you haven't got enough Holy Ghost inside you. He turned Saul into another person. He turned Paul into another person. Turned David into another person. When the Spirit of God gets on you, you turn into another person. Come on. You live in a very academic world where, we, where we've learned to use our brain. But I want to tell you, your brain needs to be renewed. You need to think like God thinks. When you start thinking like God thinks, you'll start getting God kind of actions in your life. I had to give away all my, my wrong thinking. You'll be surprised how much wrong things inside you until you start to take yourself seriously. The reason that people don't, don't grow in the things of God is because they're comfortable in what we know. We feel safe in what we know. But to live with God, you live a life of faith. Faith in the character of God. It's not faith in your faith, it's faith in your character. You want to find out what the character of God is like? Study the names of God. Who's with me? And you learn to live out of that. And it'll get tested and tried. That testing is all about you growing. Don't despise the chastening of the Lord. It actually makes you a bigger person as long as you hang on to the nature of God. <laughs> I can tell stories all the time. I don't want to tell stories. I was on the way to Canada a few years ago to, to do some, to work with a church I never worked with before, and uh, and it would, it would turn out a real bad trip. They didn't cover my needs. They didn't meet my needs. And on the way home, I'm saying, God, I'm not going back to Canada. They don't deserve my gift. I was mad at God, mad at myself, and the Spirit of God says, "You are going back, and guess who's going to change? Me." Sure enough, I was home three months and I got a letter from a different group of churches who were doing exactly the same thing. And I tell you, I'm struggling to say yes. And I went back and it was as bad as the first trip. I told these guys, if you, I said, you give me some meetings before and after the conference, after the camp. It was a fam- Canadians are really into camps in the summer. They, don't, they have a short summer. Anyway, the thing, I've got to tell this, tell this story because it's, it's your reality too, not mine. And so what happened was they were meant to put on meetings for me after the camp, and they didn't. But I knew that I heard God say that you've got to change. Well, the only way I could think that I knew how to change was to sow into Canada. So I took all the money that you and Jude and I had in the bank, and I took it, and I sowed into three, two church plants. I'd love to tell you the story, but I haven't got time to tell it at all. And so that was my way of saying, okay, God, that's, that's the best way I know how to change. If it's a financial problem, I'm going to have to sow into that into a financial need. So I sowed, it was actually $7,000, which is an awful lot of money to, to a traveling preacher. That meant I was coming home, if I didn't meet my needs, I was coming home to nothing in the bank to pay my bills. So that's a reality. That's a, re- a reality that I'm coming home with no, if anything's outstanding, I've got nothing to pay for it if they don't look after me. So it was, it was bad. They didn't look after me. I go to the first church, and uh, 
well, no, what happened was I said, I, I said, he didn't know this young guy. He, he was on the committee that organized this camp. I said to him, they're meant to give me meetings and they haven't. I'll come and preach for you on Sunday. They haven't given me a church to preach in. He looks at me, he won't, he won't talk to me. So I figured he's got no money. I said, if it's money, don't worry about it. I'll come anyway. Oh, I'd love to have you. At least I knew I was going to get the accommodation paid for. I wouldn't have to pay for that myself. So I go to the church. I preach, but I felt the Spirit of God tell me to preach on honor, which is way outside what I normally preach on when I'm traveling. I preached on honor. I called the young couple out and I prayed for them. The power of God decked them on the floor. They're lying on the floor. Suddenly, all these people ran out and threw $5,000 cash on the couple lying on the floor. You just missed your opportunity, buddy. You missed it. I'll lie down for it, though. No, I won't. Money's not my issue. So, so $5,000 land on this couple. Couldn't believe it. I've never seen it happen before, nor have I seen it happen since. Then he phones me up next morning. He says, the board phoned me up and they said, they want to buy me a new car. Under my breath, I said, they need to because you're running me on a rust bucket. He said, I went down and picked out a car. They said, no, it's not good enough. Get a better one. Then the board paid for it with their own money, not the church money. They bought him a new car. Then in the last meeting, they took up an offering for me. Probably a church, about a small church, maybe 200 people. $20,000 in the offering. I said, I, I gave them back. I said, I'm here to break the spirit of poverty over Canada. I gave them back. I said, if you want to give me something out of it, you can. They gave me a good offering. They took the rest. I think it was about 5000 I think. I went to the next church. It was a church of 300 people. I'm talking about learning how to follow the unction, learning to listen to the Spirit. I went to the next church. It was a church of about 300 people. They took up $30,000 and gave it to me. <laughs> I've never seen money like that come in offerings ever. I gave them back. I said, I'm here to break the spirit of poverty over Canada. If you want to give me something out of it, you can. They gave me $400 for a weekend of meetings. That was the least I'd have for a weekend of meetings. Anyway, that's all right. It's not, it's not the issue. The fact that I was happy because I'm doing what God told me to do. And I'm happy today. I'm not chasing money. God's looking after me. I, I sorted that out long before I started. So, so anyway, what happened... They gave me $400. I went to the next church. They gave me $120,000. I gave it back and said, I'm here to break the spirit of poverty over Canada. If you want to give me something else, you can. They looked, really looked after me. I can't remember what it was. It was well and truly looked after. I went home, had all my debts paid from the previous trip and well and truly in the black. Why have I told you that? I'm talking about a whole lot of principles. You see you see what is to be, not what is. You live out of an unction of the Spirit of God. You become obedient to the unction on the inside. You learn it. By you learn obedience by the things that you suffer. Who heard me? And so, but I'm just I'm telling that story because. Because this Christianity works. I heard God tell me to go on the road. I didn't go on the road because I heard man say it. I heard, I heard God say it. And God's your father. And he's going to look after you. You know what? I've been back to Canada heaps of times since. Never once have I ever got a low offering out of Canada since. I changed something. Prophetic people change the way things are. Right, so let me go. Cool. So in that unction, there's a knowing of things. In that unction, there's a knowing. So, so that's why you need to build a conscience of the Spirit. And so the unction inside Jesus determined where he functioned. I uh, see so your unction will determine where you function. 
There was lots of needs around Jesus, but he didn't meet them all. There's lots of needs around you, but you need to be aware of the unction so that you learn to function. And I'm telling you, this is the way that we're going to restore all things. Every person plays a part in this. Your unction is going to be different than my unction. How you function is going to be different than how I function. But we are the, we are the body of Christ. Every joint supplied. You don't copy somebody else. I've had lots of prophet, prophetic people trying to copy because they like what somebody else did. No, you are uniquely you. You may be the knee joint, someone else is the big toe. We all have our function. And you have an unction to go with the function. Who you are, discover who you are. And enjoy being you. Because you're not going to, until such time you learn to be who you are, you're going to try and be somebody else and you're not going to function properly. I've seen too many people burned out and thrown up on the sidewalk because they never learned how to be them. I'm allowed to have some bends and twists in me. It's called humanity. You know what I've discovered about Fergus? God loves him in his humanity. God loves you in who you are. Did you hear me? I, I hate flakes. I must admit, I hate people who are flaking stuff and trying to be someone they're not. To me, they just make it really hard for me. You're allowed to have it not all right, as long as you can admit to it. Who heard me? You know, I actually live with a wife. I could come across real well here, but my wife can tell you a few things that I've done in my life that haven't been quite perfect. Just about it, but not quite. Who can, you can hear what I'm saying, though, can't you? Please be who yourself. Don't try to God told me to tell you this. Well, it's, I think it's much better to say, I sense God saying this. I could be wrong, but I sense it. Because sometimes now, as a prophet, there's no, I've got, I don't have to say, sometimes God uses me to, to correct something and there's no, I think it might be. Sometimes I know. But I'm still going to act out of my humility. Who's, who can hear me? Sometimes I really know some stuff. I don't tell everybody what I know sometimes until I talk to the pastors. They're gonna, the pastor's going to know before you know what I know, if, if I felt that it was wrong. I'm here to build the church up, not pull it down. Don't you go around placing judgments on people. Jesus didn't. We're not a, we're not a bone-pointing bunch. We're a loving bunch of people who understand that by love we're changed. Okay. Luke four eighteen. Look at this. This is really good. This, this Luke four eighteen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Your job is to reach the poor. That means people who recognize they have needs. Don't spend time with people who, who don't recognize they've got a need. They'll smash you around. Go where there's need. He preached to people who recognized they had needs. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Find brokenhearted. There's plenty of brokenhearted people around. Go looking for them. Don't be a smart aleck in trying somebody who's, who's up themselves. Look for people that are brokenhearted. 
go and help them. Give them a word of encouragement. Love on them. Give them some money. I remember being in a, in a, going drive, a drive-through coffee shop. We paid for the car behind them. You know what? They're a non-Christian. They paid for the car behind them. They paid for the car behind them. It went four tiers. And why I know why it was four tiers? Because the fourth tier was a was two girls from the office that, that we're in. That was a church in Canada. And the, and these two girls came back to the office and said, somebody paid for the coffee in front of us. Come on. Come on. We're, that's the, that's the, who we are. I love Judy was in the shopping center just the other day. And she, the bank, somebody tried to scam her, her credit card. And the credit card, the bank had closed it down. A little lady from behind her reached over and says, I'll pay the money for you. She was really embarrassed by the fact. She said, no, no, I've got the money, just the card won't work. But this, I don't know if she was a believer or not, but she paid for Judy. She paid for Judy. That, that, I love that kind of house. That's who we are, people. Come on. So developing anointing. So I better finish this off. We're, we're, to, we're, we're to proclaim liberty to the captive. Oh. We cover the sight to the blind. You can take that physically and take it spiritually. There are blind people that are really... I talked to one of the guys, and he wanted me to... He wanted to come to Christ. He wasn't quite ready, but he took his Bible home and... And his wife, she's not bringing the Bible in here and brought me the Bible back again. But he was spiritually blind. I was able to help him some of the way. Hope I'll get in the rest of the way before it's all over. But here, so set liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim liberty and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Come on, with the positive message inside of you. Say, I'm going to preach it. I'm going to prophesy it. Look for it, see? Go looking for it. Don't wait for them to come to you. Go looking for them. You got a world, you got a kingdom that you got to bring into the earth. You got to restore the kingdom. Jesus is not coming back until the restoration of all things. So the church has got a job to do. You've got a job. Say, I've got a job. I'm going to accept it. Come on, serious. I'm dead serious. I'm to say, man, I'm, I'm taking what years I, I'm, I'm going to give it everything I've got because I know if this boy can do it, you can do it. I'm no hero. I know the struggles I've had with life, but I also know the grace that's on me. And you've got the same grace on you. Come on, say, I can do it. Look out. The power of God's on me. Start practicing at church. You've got a whole town that wants you. They want the good news. They don't want religious news. They don't want bondages and, and religious crap. They want freedom. And you got it. It's the Holy Spirit. Whom the Son sets free is free. Start living like you are free. All right, very quickly. Developing anointing means we means require it requires focus. You've got to want this. Focus comes out of desire. I said focus comes out of desire. How desperate do you want the Spirit of God to use you? You can remain a church attender for the rest of your life. But it's not going to help you. All it's going to do is make you religious. Because you think it's all about just sitting and listening. No, it's not. It's putting into practice the kingdom of God. So it's about the word desire. It comes from a Greek word meaning elu, which is to have a warm feeling for, to covet, to be jealous over, to be zealous to affect. I'm sitting watching a game of rugby the other night. The All Blacks were playing. Halfway through the game, I said, dear God, 
I was, I was coming over here, quite frankly. And that coming over here made me turn the flipping TV off, turn the All Blacks off, and go to my prayer closet. I thought, man, I'm getting, I'm getting jealous. I love my rugby. But what was, I was, my fire was for here. I didn't want to come here and not hit a bullseye. I'm no spiritual giant. I'm like everyone else. I'm doing my journey. But all I'm telling, trying to tell you, there was enough fire in my belly to turn that TV off once I loved and come and pray because I wanted God to turn up for you guys. Now, I'm just asking you to do the same thing. Get that same kind of covet the Holy Spirit. I covet I felt the Spirit of God. I'm sitting here watching the rugby, tears running down my face saying, please, God, come with me to Western Australia. Do what you do. Sitting there bawling like a baby in front of the TV. Finally, I turned the TV off and went to my room. Now, I'm not telling you that because I need your you comfort. God's my comforter. I'm telling you that the reality of life is there's other things that want to take us away. And you've got to focus to what you want. Am I right, Pastor? You haven't got here without some focus. Come on, there's been plenty of stuff coming against you to make you want to run a mile. He's got a, I bet you've, how many times you signed your resignation? Not quite. I've had lots of temptations from me anyway when I was pastoring to sign my resignation because it's all too tough. But the call on the inside calls you back to focus. And when you focus, the Spirit of God comes in on you. It reminded me of my calls. Of course, I, in the end, I was crying because I had to give up my church. I love God's people. But come on, church. What are you focusing on? Everything you do is spiritual. What gets the focus? All right. The NIV uses the words eagerly desire spiritual gifts. That word eager comes from a Greek word meaning to make effort, to be diligent, to endeavor, to labor, to study. I'll tell you, you haven't got anything in your life that's valuable that hasn't cost you something. You show me what's valuable in your life in your home that hasn't cost you something. When it comes to when it comes to, to the kingdom of God, it's the same kind of thing. To have something valuable, it's going to cost you. I can be walking out of picture theater as a young guy because the call of God was 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 having more too much had more hold on me than the than the movie that I was sitting watching. I thank God there was something inside of me that I, right from the word go, I just wanted God. All right. All right, if you want to develop the anointing over your life, then it's going to take focus. The need for developing anointing means discovery and involvement. You've got to go on an adventure. How many people have I prayed for and nothing ever happened? Hundreds. I've prayed for people when they died. Would you like me to pray for you? Jeremiah 30 and 21. For who is this who pledges their heart to approach me? You pledge your heart to stay engaged. I told you I'd come back from a trip about the allergies. I told you that. Six months of praying, not one person got healed. Six months later, I've had a breakthrough, and I've had a breakthrough ever since. Willing to involve means enthusiasm. Not holding back, eager, earnest, uncomplaining, getting involved, entwining yourself around God's purpose. It's a discipline of pulling yourself out of what's going on in your head to, to let God have what's going on in your head. It means developing a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Jesus had friends. The Holy Spirit's come to replace Jesus. Jesus, the right hand of the Father, the Holy Spirit's here today. 
Be on friendly terms with the Holy Spirit. Please, to me, that has to be a huge thing for me to tell you today. Make a friend of the Holy Spirit. You can't see him, but he's there. You can't see the wind, but it's there. Become friendly with the person of the Spirit. He wants your friendship. He wants to communicate with you. I love it when he comes on me and steers me towards something. All right. Hebrews 10, 29 tells you it's possible to insult him and grieve him. And I said before, just ignore him if you do that. Develop your anointing means that you have a purpose. Your purpose is to serve. 2 Corinthians 3, 6. The difference between you and the carnal person is that the Holy Spirit wants to get something through you. Oh, my. The Holy Spirit wants to transfer. You are just a vessel. Come on, guys. I'm blind to let you all run over me if I can get this message through to you. You're just a vessel. The Holy Spirit wants to flow something through you. Sad, he wants to flow something through me. He's not intimidated by your personality. He used a donkey once because the prophet wouldn't speak the truth. True? He used a donkey. If he used a donkey, he can use Fergus. To me, I know I would have chosen my brothers before I chose me. I'm not being silly here. I want you to understand. Get the message, church. I've been preaching for 35 years, and I've got about six or seven people that I know that have picked up what I've got and running and doing more than what I'm doing now. Because they've got the message. I'm over-preaching, quite frankly. I was going to get one-on-one where I can just get them to... I can just work with them. But the preaching of the gospel is meant to work if you hear it. Say, God wants to flow through me. Could you get more attitude, please? More attitude. Come on, louder. Say that for a week and see what happens. I dare to say it three times a day for a week. Say, God flows through me. Say that three times for a week. Every day for a week and see what happens. Come on, I'll tell you what, it's going to wake you up to to such a thing as the Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in my world. Say that three times a day too. Take your medicine. I'm serious, church. You haven't got anything that's valued you that hasn't cost you something. Yes, the most valuable thing you've got in your life is Jesus. The Spirit of grace. The Spirit of grace is on you. The Spirit of grace, He's on me. Spirit, God, the Spirit. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Church so snug in our church. I think I think a bit of a persecution would probably do us all good, me included, to work out where I really am. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but there's a burden so big inside of me. You're it. The body of Christ. Can you hear me? You're the body of Christ. 
Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of a manifestation of God. We're not nobodies. God wants to transfer something through his anointing. The words that the, the spirit of the things you say are far more important than the knowledge you have. For you to say that you love somebody, to say their name, I love you, Joe, I love you, Helen. I love you, Barbara. I love you, Henry. To say that from out of your spirit is to create a move of the Spirit of God upon somebody. I don't know how many hopeless people are fragrant and watch the power of God travel onto that person where they fold up like a concertina. I remember being in Margaret Court Church a number of years ago with a men's meeting, and this guy, I said, I said to this one guy, I said, what would you like God to be to you? I didn't know at that time that he was, an un- he, he was just visiting. I didn't know God. He said, I'd like God to be my friend. What a statement from a guy that didn't know God. I stood back from him. I said, now shut your eyes and ask God to be your friend. He said out loud, he said, God, I want to be your friend. I saw the Spirit of God come on him. He folded up like a concertina right in front of him, fell into the ground. He was there for about 20 minutes. He got up. He says, wow. I've seen stars in my life. I've seen a lot of things, but I've never, ever had an experience like that before. I know when he followed God, I, I wasn't around. But I'll tell you what, he got experienced God. I'm glad I was there for him. I didn't go with some kind of judgment. or I just said, what would you like God to be to you? He said, friend. And I said, there goes a heart. If I'd never asked that, would he, ever, would, he, would he have ever voiced that? Can you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes you can be the very person that, that asks the right question to voice something to somebody that could be the very answer. So many times, so many times, so many times in my life have I seen God use me to get the right voice out of a person that, that caused them to have a visitation of God. Come on, church. If the church doesn't do it, if you don't do it, would you forget it? Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Get over it, would you? Please, let me talk like this. Please. You haven't suffered great drops of blood from your forehead. You haven't had your face smashed, whipped, beaten, Till it's unrecognizable. But out of that, Jesus gave you and I the prophetic spirit. God raised him from the dead. Those Pharisees, uh, if you're a prophet, you know, that's the, that's the arrogance of it. He had it thrown in his face. If you're the Son of God, come down off that. He did. He was raised above it. He gave us access to the present glory, to the anointing. Is that grace? Sinners we are. 
still getting it wrong. But the Spirit of grace comes and powers us in spite of who we are and uses us to change the world. I don't want to sin. I don't want to dishonor my Creator. But I do. But I can't lie in that pool of woe is me. I just believe that his empowerment is going to make me bigger than the next one. Come on, he does, doesn't he? Are you on my side? Let's do it, church. Please, there's enough people in here to change the city if we could. Do enough to for this church to rise up. And, and I really believe that. I believe I'm here. I really believe I'm here to tell you of all things. Isaiah 9, 7, I preach it. I'm going to say it again. Of the increase of his government on you. Can I pray for you? Of the increase of his government. Of the increase. The government of God on your shoulders. That there might be justice for the people and judgment on sin. Father, today, according to the grace that you've given this man, the grace that you've given me, we stand together believing that from today on, this house rises to a new level of authority to see the change, to see this man's heart's desire fulfilled. Right now, Father, to the grace that's on my life, I place on him that anointing of the Holy Spirit. Of the increase, of the increase, of the increase, of the increase of his government. Increase, 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 increase. I speak it into the atmosphere. I declare it in the atmosphere of this house and over this people. I declare today the increase of his government. I release it. Take it. Take it. Walk in increase. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform it. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform it. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform it. I said the zeal of God does it. We just walk in it. We accept it. Oh, God. Developing anointing means developing faith. Your faith ought to be in the wisdom in the wisdom of God. Sorry, should not be in the your your faith not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Say, my faith's in the power of God. Didn't say faith in the knowledge of God. Did you hear what I said? It didn't say faith in the knowledge of God. It says faith in the power of God. Does God love you enough to protect you? Does your next moment of fear, does that get replaced with power? There's no fear in love. I said, there's no fear in love. I said, there's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. If you're holding on to fear, then you better drop it. Because fear and love can't occupy the same space. I said, fear and love cannot occupy the same space. 
you're either going to have to give away your fear and take love or take fear and give away love. It's as solid as that. And I know what that means. I know what what I had inside of me flying back from Canada or going to Canada the second time, knowing that I'd spent every bit of my money and I was about to give it away to somebody else. So that my daddy didn't come through for me. I know what it was like having a business, losing a thousand dollars a day, having bought all new logging machinery, thinking that if I buy all new machinery that it won't break down. It all broke down and I lost a thousand dollars a day for three months crying like a baby in the bath, having nowhere to go but God. I know what it's like to face fear. But I also know what it's like to embrace love and watch God save me. I never went bankrupt. I don't know how I didn't do it. This is for real, church. I'm not, I'm not here to play games. I'm not here to play games. This is too real. We live in a world that you can get through. You, you can get a government payment out for something. You can get money out of the government for something. You, you can, we can get through. We can get through lots of things in the world we live in. But God doesn't want you having faith in your faith. He wants you having faith in the power of God. Am I helping? Please. We grow. I'm not expecting something to happen all of a sudden, although it can. But I expect us that we're going to home to put our faith in the power of God. We're going to live in a different world. That prophetic, the prophetic spirit's on us. We're going to see what's to come, not what is. We're seeing the hand of God come, church. All right. Finally, let me close with this. talks about we realize that we're here to serve. The Holy Spirit wants to flow something through us. Say it one more time. The Holy Spirit wants to flow something through me. Let me wait. You say, why don't be quiet? Because God doing more behind your back than in front of your face right now in this atmosphere. Is it God doing more behind your back than in front of your face? He's nailing some of you. He wants you. He wants some of you older ones to be fathers and mothers to a generation that who started with themselves they need to hear someone say, I love you. They need to hear someone say, you're beautiful. There's something inside you. They just need someone to speak into their world, not judgment. And watch the love of God transform your life. Love stopped me from sinning wasn't commands. It was love. I think I've probably said enough. It's all quiet in here, eh? It's really the last time I've got to hear Christianity is more important than glory. I caught things off my father. I caught love off my mother. I remember being in hospital as a 13-year-old, long way away from my mother, and I get letters from my mother. Pray for it, just pray. I wrote back and saying, Mama, it doesn't work. 
She didn't even her pants to keep me in her hand to keep me from with my hot fluid. Dad just told me some great things in this book. I had to listen. But I walked away sickening from the church because he was telling me to do all these things and I had no power in these decisions. There was no take home value there. I walked away and told my mother, I wasn't going back to tell my father. I'm not going back. Didn't last long. I got saved. Three years and Jesus came into my heart. I found the power of the church. See, the presence of God is here. I really believe that you're in a, in God's time zone. This church is at the crossroads. I said it's at the crossroads of something big. God wants you on board to take it to the next level. It's going to take more than a few leaders at the top. It's going to take some people to recognize that God called them from their mother's womb for such a time as this, for the Spirit of God to flow through them, bring an answer to people. This is the first day of a brand new life. Am I right? Let's take up the stone. Let's offer ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Don't you dare say, I've got this problem, got that problem. If you want to get over a problem, go and serve somebody. Go and help somebody. You'll forget about your problem. Could we stand one more time before we Still got, looks like we've used up the time, but we'll, we'll got, we've got, still got two more meetings. Yeah, and we've got, tomorrow night will be a Holy Ghost night. I won't be preaching tomorrow night, we're just going to make it a Holy Ghost night. <sighs> Father, I release the spirit of intercession into the atmosphere of this house. I release the spirit of intercession. I release your burden for this city. I thank you, Father. Intercession comes into people's Lost people matter to you, Father. Lost people matter to you, therefore they, they matter to your people. You put value on human life, Father. So into these open hearts today, I release the spirit of intercession. I release it. Intercession belongs to the realm of the prophetic. I release it. That same burden you gave me in 93, I place it in the heart of these people. Receive. Receive. Lost people matter. Thank you, Father. Prodigals are coming home. Right across the city. Prodigals come home. I call them home. I summon the prodigals to appear before you, Father. I call them from the north. I call them from the south. I call them from the east. I call them from the west. 
appear before God. Father, I release your prophetic anointing right now. One more time. Receive. Prophesy. 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 Declare. Proclaim. Testify. Uphold the testimony of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Key church, please. Uh, you know, as I say, even if I was to keep prophesying, I wouldn't have time to prophesy everybody. I need a little bit of a break. Is that okay? We'll come back. I'm giving you my best shot, guys. I feel the burden of God for you. I feel happy for them. I said, God's in your camp. You're going somewhere. You're not going backwards. You're going forward. Dream dreams. I said, dream dreams. See visions and prophesy. Looks like you got rid of the pastor. He'll come back. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a clap. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Fergus and Judy. Um, those who have been in the church for a long time would understand the significance of that word that was prophesied over our church about crossroads and going forward that we're not going to go backwards. And there's been, um, I'm not sure if you know, there's been a lot of talk over our church sometimes that we're going to go backwards and all. Well, it's not true. Not true. God declared his word that we are moving forward. Amen. We are going somewhere, church. We are going somewhere, body of Christ. We are going somewhere. Amen. So, yeah, just keep having your heart open to God. You know, turn off your natural brain and open up to the spirit of God. God has done something in you today. You're leaving, you know, all of us, even if you didn't get a word spoken, you leave with something in your spirit today, a deposit, a word that you can carry on. And, yeah, as I said, just keep loving God and others. And let's come with expectant hearts tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And then we have a Holy Ghost service. Oh, I love that. Just encounter service at 6 p.m. But, yeah, just, yeah, stay in prayer. Ask God, start speaking. And, yeah, exciting times. Both are amazing. You're both uh, just Father's heart. We needed to hear God's God's voice. And thank you so much. Amen. Thank you for coming. Be blessed. Uh, yeah, have a coffee at Champs. If not, enjoy the rest of your after day. And, yeah, let's get excited, church. God's going to do. We're going to another level. Amen. Amen. See you tomorrow.